Good morning, sexy people. Every week I will be doing a personal Q&A in which I dive into any questions that y'all have about making content, media, social platforms, about the mentality and the physicality behind doing all of it in pursuit to become a full-time content creator. If you want to ask questions for next week's Q&A, make sure you jump into the Discord. Free to join, obviously. Link is down below. Let's get into question number one from Mr. Abroy. How long did it take for you to find your voice tone on the internet? I try to communicate on the internet in a way like I would with my buddies, but don't want to come off as too casual in my niche. I want to thread my personality into my content like you have without coming off as a casual or unprofessional. And just for a little context, he did not include this, but we've I've spoken with Abe before and he is going into the medical field. So when he says, you know, he doesn't want to come off as too casual for his niche, makes sense. The real answer for this, you find your voice as soon as you stop caring about what other people think about you. And on top of that, you find your voice with reps of doing content. And I don't mean... Like, listen, you will get better with reps from like a physical standpoint and you'll get more technically sound with more reps, but that's not what I'm referring to here. We as humans, right? We have a mentality. We have, we have this story in our head always. We're really, really good at building up fake narratives and fake stories in our head, especially going down like a negative route, right? Like we have an incredible skill and incredible, if we are as good at building up fake negative narrative stories in our head as we're at anything else we'd all be fucking rich and life would be really really we're so good at building a narrative in our head about all the things that can go wrong and all the people that are going to judge us and all the people that are going to make fun of us and everything that won't go correct but what you'll realize really fucking quickly is that when you start making content when you start putting in reps none of that stuff comes true none of that shit comes to fruition reps help you see reality and that no one actually gives a shit so the more you put yourself out there, the more you'll see that all those little voices in your head holding you back. We all have them. We're all thinking of a few specific people, whether it's family, significant other, brother, sister, like old classmates. They're actually not a big deal and they don't matter. You'll realize really quickly. You put out three videos and you realize how quickly literally nothing in your life has changed. Nothing negative has happened. No one has texted you being like, you're a fucking loser like that. It's just not reality. Right. So the more reps you do and the longer time horizon you put on those videos or whatever it is with pieces of content, the more you start to adjust to the fact that no one actually cares. Right. So if you make three videos, realize nothing has changed. Imagine making 300 videos and nothing has changed for you in a negative way. Your brain will eventually start to circuit in the way that says, oh, no one actually cares. I can start to free up myself. So the advice I'd give and you kind of touched on this, right? It's like it's find in your head, right? You you are most comfortable around a singular person or a specific group of people, right? And for you, it might be your girlfriend. It might be your mom and dad. It might be your cousins. It might be your group of friends. For me, I'm thinking about like my group of friends. If we're just hanging out in someone's basement, right? That's probably where I'm most myself, where I'm most comfortable. And the way that you would speak to them is the way that I would speak in your content because that is the most you, right? Like that is the truest version of who you are. Now, don't go out of your, when I say that, a lot of people think that like, that means you gotta be cursing, you gotta be gross and like things that you'd say with your friends, you'd say on camera, no, you don't have to be a dick. You don't have to curse if that's not you. Like you said, I wanna thread my personality into my content. Are you embarrassed or not proud of your personality in real life? Probably not, so it shouldn't be any different in content unless you're changing your personality in content, which is a, a no-go for me. If you stay true to who you are, if your personality is genuinely intellectual, then your content will be. If you're a dick, then yeah, your content might not be that good. Or you, you can be both of those things. So when you are your truest best self, whoever you're around, like you might see me here, and then if you saw me with other people, I'm acting exactly the same. 
I want to be able to have these conversations with people that I'm comfortable with in my real life. In my opinion, based on this question, I think you're like just too caught up in your head right now. Uh, you're putting this whole like, how do I make content? How do I be myself on a pedestal? And you just th that's all you need to do is be exactly yourself and not try to cater to specific people or be something you're not. People will really appreciate your genuinity as long as what you're saying is actually intellectually correct, right? If you are a doctor and then you make a video about something and what you're saying is not correct, that's when people don't take you seriously. If what you put out is really good content and really helpful to people and you happen to have dropped an F-bomb in it, I, I genuinely think that might help you more than it hurts you because it shows that you're human as long as you're as long as it's really who you are as long as that would have happened in a normal conversation that you would have had so i hope that helps abe uh let's move on to mr scott longtime friend of the brand how's the fam scott what are your thoughts on content that's so front low with ads and plugs listening to one now where the ad reads and the promos are the first nine minutes of the show i mean you know it's like any consumer it's it's really annoying obviously and you're skipping past it and you're trying to figure out where does it start like ah shit i went six seconds into the start of it now i gotta go back 15 seconds and listen to nine seconds of the ad not good not great product right and uh we actually had that for a while on our podcast and then you said something in the discord about how like the volume was off and like every time that shit just like interrupted podcasts in the middle of it it just got really loud and it was a non-native ad read and the very next day i went into the office and i told tony to rip every ad out of the podcast i said don't ever put another ad into our podcast and we have not since unless we miss one but i don't think we have the way i'm looking at product from now on is that if it dilutes the product and when i talk about product like sure you could think of like tools on a website but i also think of content as a product it's a top of the funnel type of product anything that dilutes a product i want to find another way right like you're putting advertisements into the product to make money let me find a non-destructive way to make money instead and i've been thinking so much about product lately and what makes great product as it relates to like user experience and i think if you look at any company any great company with a great product they are product led right and they continuously lead with what does the customer want not what do i want or what do i think it should be and when you think that way it takes care of itself and i'm extremely guilty of this thinking that what i want to build in a product is what people want and i could not have had that more backward now when i look at things that we make right my thought is like i'm going through the user experience i'm going through the product experience and if that any point there's like a little voice in my head that says like that was confusing or even like that was kind of annoying i want to find another solution for it and you might say like well how can i make money if i'm not putting ads into my content i got news for you if that's the only way you're making money like that's not a good business model like that's going to play itself out over the long run because you know what's going to happen other people are going to find ways to be successful in business without or content without doing that and then the consumer's level of like the minimum bar of what you have to do to make quality content will raise. So if they're, you know, if you guys have the same quality content, like two podcasts are just as good as each other. One of them has nine minutes of ads front loaded. The other one does not have any ads in it. But as a business, this guy's making money on the back end. He found a different creative way to make money. Then guess what's going to happen? Consumers are slowly going to move over to this one. And then when new consumers come in, listen to this one, and then listen to this one, the bar is now raised. So now you need to, in order to compete with other people, get to the minimum bar of that. And if you don't have another way to make money or another way to funnel people in, you're going to have a problem. So it's a bad business model. Next question, number three, the real Jim Shady. Trying to come up with a name for my YouTube, TikTok, Twitter for sports in general with a focus on fan. I will stop that question like right there. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. What you're asking just, I, I know it sounds dumb, but it just doesn't fucking matter. The name, the logo, all that surface stuff just doesn't matter until it does, until you've made it matter. 
And what you've made matter isn't the logo or the name of what you're doing. It's your story and the story that you've built behind your brand. That is literally it. It's the feeling that people get when they see your logo. When they see the spoon and the fork and the bow tie and they read the letters BDGE underneath it, how do they feel? What do they think? That could read EDGB, whatever the fuck it is, backwards. And it would not have made a lick of a difference in the history of our company. People would feel exactly the same way that they do about our brand right now because it's not the name or the logo that does anything. It's the story that you've built throughout the long period of time consistently showing up for them that makes them think that the name is associated with the feeling they have when they see it. When you're starting shit, don't waste your time on the surface level things. Waste your time or use your time effectively on the deeper parts of what you're building. Question number four from Kyle. Uh, thinking about making content in the college basketball space this upcoming season. If you were to start making content from scratch again, how far out from the season would you start putting out videos and how consistent would you recommend? Very baseline question, I know, but I'm trying to juggle my my side work in something I'm passionate about while making content for another company full time. So this is very similar to what Jack and I spoke about in this week's episode of big content with like the seasonality of content, right? Like we're in sports, so there's a very clear defined in season and a very clear um, defined off season. And even like college basketball is another beast relative to, to football. Cause right. We play games like once a week, NFL plays games once a week. And that's what we cover. Obviously each day there is like a reserved kind of piece of content that most people are looking to get, but like college basketball, you gotta be on top of your shit all the time. The point though is, is once you're in season, you're doing, 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 going, 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 going. You don't have time to plan to, to pivot. You're just in it and doing. You're playing the actual game. In the offseason, you're getting ready for the regular season, for the chaos, for the fact that you aren't going to have time to look elsewhere. All you need to do is, is stay in your lane and do. The offseason is when you could start taking the blinders off and look elsewhere, right? So, like, it would be like if a, a, a basketball player, right, your professional basketball player who waits for the regular season, he steps on the court without preparing at all during the summer, and then he says, oh, don't worry about it, like, I'm going to get in shape for the season by playing right now in the season. I'm going to get in shape from running in these games. Is that person going to be successful? No. The offseason is the time to try and plan out your schedule, get creative with content, get reps in in content creation, and see what, most importantly, you enjoy doing as a content creator. What you have to realize is you're going to be terrible at everything that you do, right? It's really easy when you have a project upcoming that you haven't started yet to be really excited about it. You're not going to be as excited when your first 50 videos get six views each. You're going to be really bad at everything. Making videos, editing, lighting, camera, all that stuff. You're going to be terrible at it. Alex Ramosi had a, a, a good quote in a podcast I listened to the other day. And he basically just said, like, you can get good enough. You can get sufficient at almost anything in 20 hours of focused effort. The problem is most people spend years delaying the first hour. Most people spend a decade getting to the first hour. If you've ever done anything in your life and you've just done it for 20 hours, you are 95% ahead of most people or you are ahead of 95% of people. And here's what's going to happen. If you wait until the season starts to make content, you're going to be bad at it for the entire season. And then you're going to be thinking about, oh man, I can't wait for next season because of all the things that I've learned from last season. And before you know it, the years start flowing by. So instead of letting the years pass you by, take control of the timeline and start those terrible phases now. 
Like you could start tomorrow in, in like off season content. Just a few ones I kind of like wrote down off the top of my head. Videos that would probably work in the off season. I don't even when does college basketball start? October or something like that. September. You could do videos like five college basketball recruits that are going to change the landscape this year. Top five overrated McDonald's All Americans. Five non Big Five conference sleeper schools that could make a run this year predicting a perfect bracket for college basketball now or like these are all easy content ideas for you to start coming up with and just practicing and getting reps and the other like main point to take away here is you're just you're not blowing up anytime soon it doesn't matter when you start you're gonna have six people watching your videos regardless probably for like the first 18 months it doesn't matter if you start tomorrow it doesn't matter if you start on college tip-off day it doesn't matter matter if you start intra march madness six viewers per video for 18 months and you don't deserve more than that no one knows who you are gives a shit about what you're doing and if you can't swallow that then don't bother starting but the earlier you start the earlier you'll get that seventh person watching that seven turns in nine to 11 to 14 so i would start as soon as you can because you're going to be so bad at it no matter how much prep you put into it i could run suicides all day every fucking day if you put me on a court on an NBA court, I'm not going to be able to beat these basketball players. You need to sharpen your sword with a sword. You need to go into battle to get better. Question number five from Mr. Cody Smash. Do you value in-person networking events like the FF Expo in Canton? Um, I'll say yes and no. I, I look at this kind of like two ways, right? Like first off, I will say I've, I've never actually looked back and regretted going to one of the live events within the industry. Number two, I have only gone for specific reasons. So I'll try to break down like my actual experience within these um, events and networking and everything like that. I've only gone to like two live events within the actual fantasy space. It was the FSGA conference that they hold in Vegas. I went to not this previous winter's one, but the one before that because uh, they asked me to speak on stage on one of the on the content marketing panel. And then I went to one like three or four years ago, maybe even more than that. Yeah, so maybe like four or five years ago. Um, and those are the only two like real in-person events I've gone to within the industry itself. Now, that older one, I went because I was already traveling. I wasn't planning on going to the event. And there was a company that wanted to work with us that wanted to be like our main sponsor for the year. And they were like, are you going to be at the FSGA? We'd love to like sit down, talk with you, negotiate and figure out a deal. And I was like, I'm not, but like, since I'm traveling, I could stop in Vegas for a night and, and do that. Right. So like, I wasn't actually part of the conference itself and I don't even think I could have got in, but I remember I, I'm friends with Andy, uh, Holloway of the, of the footballers. And I remember texting him, like asking him if he was in town. He's like, yeah, I'm at the, you know, the, the bar or whatever, where people are sitting in net networking and they're, it's all like kind of like gated off, like roped off. If you're not in the conference, you need like a whatever to get into like these places. And he kind of came and just like lifted up the rope for me. And I got in and I got to hang out with everybody and like meet people for the first time. A lot of the people in the industry. And that was fun. And then this most previous year, like speaking on the panel was cool. Uh, I didn't like really like go out honestly, but as I think of like other networking events or other things that happen within other industries or whatever, things that I've gone to, I've always came away with like fruitful relationships I, I would say though if you're going into something with like a point of like really really low leverage try your best not to show like if you go into a conference or you go to a networking event with like a specific need or a specific person that you need to like meet or whatever that's going to come off extremely obvious it's not going to be a good outcome because you're coming into you're trying to start a relationship with someone from like having no leverage. And I don't mean like leverage. Don't don't really think about it transactionally, but it's just the way like relationships work. Like if you go to a dating event and you're like, I have to leave this fucking dating event with uh, a girl that likes me. I have to leave with two dates next week or whatever. It's going to come off terribly. Like you have to let those things happen naturally. So I will say 
that temper expectations that that's kind of the way I would look at it. I've never regretted going to one of them, but admittedly, I've always kind of gone to these events with, I would say leverage. Like I've always had a relatively large personal brand within the space. So it's easy for me to like conversate with people. And a lot of the people there already kind of like know who I am. So they'll come up and like say, hi, if I was coming from a different place, like you just have to go into it with different expectations, be excited about it, be very open, be very willing. But if nothing comes of it, don't be disappointed. I would go with like very, very open baselines of maybe people you want to meet or brands you want to meet, but do not go into those conversations like trying to sell, trying to pitch, just build a relationship. If there's someone that you want to do a show with, if there's a company that you want to work with, like the first thing out of your mouth cannot be those things. You are not a moving sales pitch. You are someone trying to build a relationship and see if you guys can even work together. Okay. Like when you go on the first date, you should go on the date being like, Hmm, I wonder if I even like this person enough to go on a second date. That should be your mindset with networking and in-person events. If there are a lot of money to go to, you kind of have to address your risk tolerance on it. Is it better spent using it on something that will directly help you? For me, a lot of the time, probably like rather than spending $2,000 on a ticket for the expo or the FSGA or whatever the price for the expo is, I would probably rather put that towards contract work, a new camera, a new lens or whatever, but that's just where I am at my point in life. So that's a decision, I guess, for you. And I know that wasn't very like clear cut, but I, I hope that helped. It's just kind of my opinion on those things. All right. So that's this week's video. Uh, if you enjoyed, thumbs up, subscribe to the channel if you're new, and most importantly, join the discord if you want to drop some Q and A's for next week.